a Department of Water Resource representative uh, stopped at a Texas ranch and was talking with the rancher. And uh, he said, I, ne I need to inspect your you know, ranch for water allocations. And the rancher said, okay, but don't go in that field over there. The water representative said to him, Mr., I have the authority of the federal government with me. See this card? This card means I'm allowed to go wherever I want to on any agricultural land. No questions asked or answered. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand? And the rancher, not you know, was polite and went about his chores. Later, the rancher hears loud screams and sees the water representative running for his life. And close behind him is the rancher's bull. The bull is gaining with every step. The representative is clearly terrified. So the old rancher immediately throws down his tools, runs to the fence, and yells at the top of his lungs, Show him your card! <laughs> Sometimes we're the water representative. Sometimes we're the old rancher, and sometimes we're the bull. For many arriving here at Unitarian Universalist churches, it's the result of having been wounded, or maybe disillusioned, or dissatisfied with other spiritual tra paths we've uh, traveled. Perhaps having been an outsider or not a part of other traditions, or simply no longer being nurtured in religious traditions with which we've interacted before in our pasts. And we see here a place of potential, hope for healing, encouragement, or belonging. Be longing. It's a nice axiom for spiritual growth, being our longing. Having a place where our longing can be. So we come bringing our wounds, our energy, and our enthusiasm, hoping that we have found a place that being with people doesn't involve disappointments and wounding. Where we can grow and soar unfettered and build the just, compassionate, and, and environmentally responsible world we believe humankind genuinely needs in order to survive. Over time, we discover that Alas, humans are humans. 
that there will be errors and disappointments. People that we love and others that are more of a challenge for us. Sometimes that can even open old wounds or find us more disenchanted. Feeling as though in some way or another we're crying in the wilderness. But know this. If you share your voice, your voice is heard. And we try to hear and understand your silences too. But your dreams and your longings are deeply valued here. You're not alone. You don't have to be. Last week, I attended a service here in town at which a friend of mine, well, it was Lady Carlson, the organizer for Interfaith, was receiving an award. Um, The service took place at a large church in Allendale, and not being ones to waste the opportunity to further their message, the award portion of the program came after the sermon. Um, one of the points that it was, I mean, of course there was beautiful music or uh, moving, thunderous things. But one of the points made in the service uh, came from the Torah and was from the story of Moses talking about how the people that actually got to enter the promised land were not the ones who originally started out on that journey. The people that were freed from Egypt um, in the biblical narrative or the Hebrew Testament lost faith as they traveled the wilderness. They, they, uh, They gave up didn't believe anymore. But it was their offspring, the generations that came after them, with a renewal of faith in what was leading them on that eventually made it to the promised land. Things didn't happen on the schedule of those who started the journey. Now, last Sunday, following uh, this service, we had a potluck. And we asked people there to consider and discuss questions about what feeds and nurtures your souls. And do you get that here? We were asked to think about what we want to see this church become and what we want to see this community leave for the generations that come after us and provide for our broader community. Answers were as widespread as the diversity that we represent. About a dozen of us, though, stayed after 
the potluck after the food was put away and almost everybody else had, well, everybody else had left. I think everybody that was in, still in the building came and sat around a table. They had been sitting at different tables during the potluck. But we became quite engaged in continuing that conversation. Some spoke of services and programs we might provide for our own members and invite the community to participate in, from ra ranging from a space we could have to offer people to come in and give children's birthday parties, to doing pregnancy counseling, working with people in poverty, or empowering those who are oppressed. Others talked about political issues that we should be more visible regarding and some ways that we might do that. We talked about different locations and the expenses that go with moving into various types of spaces, both specific and hypothetical, buildings that we've actually looked at and buildings that we just kind of imagine what about this kind of a thing. We talked again about the erosion uh, that we've resolved to a great degree for now and for probably some time to come, but the accessibility of our facilities and the playground and the signs out front. Some just said they wished we'd quit talking about it. We have spent now what has become years trying to discern a vision for this congregation. When we looked for a statement that expressed it, what we came up with was, again, the unison affirmation that we say every Sunday. But somehow, that vision hasn't propelled us to change our ways, so we had more work to do, more things to figure out. What might we hold in common? What inspires us that acts as a light going before us and leading us to the promised land of who we are as the only free liberal religious congregation in this city. Toward the end of the discussion, one person uh, present said, uh, oh, there, oh, there was someone. Wait a minute. Do I include that later? Okay. Toward the end of the discussion, uh, one person said what they would like to see is someone step up and say, this is what we're going to do. My response to that was, there's nobody in this church that has that authority. Not any one person. And there's no one that I think the church would follow in a unilateral decision like that. 
another person suggested some information that they were familiar with um, about people who come into groups and end with consensus. It's a model used by the United Nations, and before you are done, there is agreement with everyone on at least a place to start. I thought, yeah, having all of us agree on some aspect would be really helpful. But shortly after that, the discussion broke up. We had asked that person to look into what the expense of having those those specifically trained facilitators from outside might cost to come in and help us decide who we want to grow up to be. But shortly after that discussion, the groups broke up and everybody went on their way. I let those things roll around in my head for the rest of the day. And then an idea came to me. A plan. I made a few phone calls trying to run the idea past a number of people. And surprisingly, the responses were all quite positive. So, Tuesday, I took the idea, the plan, to the board of directors here at the church. Surprisingly, the board of directors all agreed that it was a good idea. With the board's support, I now bring that to you for your consideration. Because moving into existing facilities large enough to serve our whole church turns out to be far more expensive than we had imagined. Because staying here and making modifications, though not adequate to address our concerns, appears to be less expensive than we had been led initially to think. And because we currently have about the most beautiful sanctuary in this whole area, Neither option alone, because neither option alone satisfactorily serves the majority of this congregation, nor addresses all of our very real concerns. What I would like to propose is that we stay here. fix the playground, do what we can to address the erosion or what we need to to address the erosion 
improve the signage out front on the street. But begin without delaying to plan creating a satellite location in the Highland area. Not a massive facility to house the entire church operation, but one that would be fully accessible. One that would be absolutely on the public transit lines. More central for meetings, drop-ins, or housing particular community programs or services to which we could live stream worship services and have interactive uh, exchanges if we needed to via technology. There's a great deal, clearly, and many, 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 many particulars and details that would need to be worked out. But statistics show that the congregations, the churches that thrive and grow are the ones that are located where their demographic is around them. People go by places that are more convenient and they're running a lot more often than they make long trips out to places to do one particular task. If at some point that meeting place grew beyond whatever it could house, it could be relocated. And when all of those things, this church, that location, are functioning strongly and cared for, Maybe sometime down the road we could plant yet another satellite in North Bossier. We're calling a congregational meeting for March the 17th. We will have some some new figures, some additional figures about the expenses of things to share with you at that time, uh, involved with both staying here and relocating. We will at long last be voting on whether to stay here, go, or commit to the third option here. I'm asking that you consider option three and give it your support. I could easily be the government representative here. And you could become the bull pretty quickly. But I think there's merit in this idea, and I think if we talk about it and really work on it together, it can refuel and renew this congregation because we've been stuck and we've got to move forward.